What is it about the Midwest? Outsiders do not understand. Everyone nods, gives the heartland hello. Surrounded by corn, rivers, and lakes, we are discovering the Midwest disturbing side. This is Midwest Crime, and I'm Nico. And I'm Jess. Thanks for joining us on this voyage. As a reminder, supervision is necessary for everyone. Well, I'm yeah. just putting it out there. Just be cautious. Just be cautious of who's around when you're listening to yeah. Midwest Crime, because it's in the name. Mm-hmm. We're talking about crime. Mm-hmm. It may yeah. be a little gruesome. Yeah. Maybe a little sad. Either way, watch who's around. Yep. Well said, Nico. Yeah. Well said. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, so we always talk about this. Our supporters are just amazing um, and just do so much for us and make us feel almost validated. Like, yeah. you know, like we're real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, real like, we're a real podcaster. <laughs> I, uh, as I'm sure you guys have heard, I didn't add for headcount and me and Jess were talking about how headcount partners with, uh, entertainers mm-hmm. and musicians and we're entertainers. We are. Right? Yeah. We entertain you lovely people who are listening to yes. us, our crew. Thank you. And crew. thank you. It just fills our heart with joy really to have does. listeners and to have so many people who like our Instagram and our Facebook yeah. and who comment. There's someone particular that me and Jess have talked about that just continuously helps. And to them, it is no big deal. Yeah. To us, it literally means the world i love logging on and seeing that someone caught something silly that we said and you know it just means you're truly listening and we value you and your listenership yes thank you so much (sighs) and those simple little likes on instagram and facebook knowing that you guys just liked our little Uh page of sharing what we're going to talk about it really it it means so a lot nice. to us. It yeah. is. It's, you guys are great. All right. I'm going to get emotional here. Yeah. Let's all keep right. it going. We're going to talk about Anyways. the crimes now. Yeah. Well, we did talk about the crimes well, in yeah. the last episode. I hope you all listened. It was if an intense didn't. one. We left you on a cliffhanger. Oh. We apologize, but we're going to finish it now. Drum roll. <laughs> if you did not listen, shut this off. And that's the only time I'll ever say it. But go listen to our first peachy quinn trial episode um if not you'll be totally like wait what's happening who's this person where where are we even talking about (laughs) yep to remind you we're in springfield illinois we are well we're not but the story is (laughs) Uh, anyways so let's catch them up okay we're talking about peachy quinn who in our opinion kind of was self-defend had defended himself against some brothers who Um, John and Greek, right? Yes, John and Greek, um, who kind of came at him at his place of business, his job. He's just there doing his job, but we don't really know why they came after him. So there could be some some details there. Mm -hmm. But regardless, they all grew up together in the same town. They knew each other. Um, You know, we also talked about Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, because he's one of the attorneys in this trial. And... We know how much there is about Abraham Lincoln that we just don't know. Yeah. We'll go our whole lives just learning and learning about somebody who has already lived. Yeah. History is a beautiful thing. (laughs) But so we talk about Lincoln um, because Lincoln was one of Peachy's lawyers. 
And uh, we also talked about his lovely top hat. Yes. And all of the... Yeah, yeah. All the wonderful things he kept up in that top hat of his. Uh Uh-huh. So and cool. in that brain of in his. In that brain, too. Yeah. In, like you mentioned in the last episode, yeah. he would come into these trials and just have everything stashed away right in right. his little noggin. Yeah. And he was well prepared. Well prepared. He knew his stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting in things I've read about him and classes I've taken, they talk about Abraham Lincoln as a kid would be under a tree reading a book all the time. Would literally want to read all the time. Mm-hmm. And he just clearly soaked that information up. And that's how he became a lawyer. Just reading about being a lawyer. Yeah. Did a little dabbling in clerking for other lawyers. And, you know, took the test and boom. Bing, bang, bong. He's done. <laughs> um, so, man, what it would be like to do that right? now. You know, yeah. so much, so much schooling you have to do. And he wasn't even one specific lawyer. He dabbled in all Everything. of it. Everything. Prosecution, defense, non-criminal. I'm sure that he did some random disputes. Oh, sure. Especially starting off. Mm-hmm. You know, you always get like those little Yeah. This guy trials. stole my chicken. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially back then. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we've covered the crime. Yes. Peachy. um Stabbing Greek, yes, sliced his innards outward, mm-hmm. as we've we discussed, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know, and unfortunately, Greek died, yes. and so now the um, the officers and the court system are following and trying to prosecute Peachy and find him, right? Because yeah. he went into hiding. Pretty yes, much. Mm-hmm. that's where we left off. He's in hiding. We don't know where Peachy is. Yes. And so that's what we're going to get into. Cool. So Peachy ended up counting on an old friend of his, uh, 29-year-old city attorney, Shelby Moore Cullum. Um, Oh, there's the kitty. She just jumped up. I don't know if you guys could hear that. You're getting chubby these days. (laughs) Um, After hiding in Cullum's home, Peachy ended up stowing away under the floor of the Illinois State College building. Now, I myself lived in Bloomington Normal for a little bit where mm-hmm. Illinois State College was. And so I there are so many buildings there these days, it would be impossible to know which building, you know, he was hiding what? under. Okay. But it would be cool to know. You yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah, that's where he was hiding. And, you know, as Abraham Lincoln prepared to defend him. Yeah. <laughs> so... Peachy's father, Peyton Harrison, retained an eminent former judge, Stephen Trigg Logan, and Lincoln to represent Peachy. Um, So the dad of Peachy, you know, he kind of hunted down uh, Judge Logan and Lincoln because... To help his son. He knew they'd be the best for the job. Okay. Um, Lincoln and Mr. Harrison knew each other for some time and actually rather well. Uh, The two remained friends after Lincoln represented Harrison um, in a minor dispute. Oh. Again, didn't have much detail on the dispute, so... Who knows? It could have been a chicken incident. It could have been, absolutely. And so Harrison, in return, helped with Lincoln's political ambitions by being a key contributor. So, you know, he forked out some money and helped 
Lincoln spread the word of his campaign. Cool. And, uh, you know, in return for their friendship. They they seem to have been decently close. And you'll hear about a lot of people that, you know, Lincoln had good bonds and relations with. Yeah. And I think that's what made him uh, so unique, you know. he. Hi, yes, I know. You want to be part of the show. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but, you know, Lincoln had a way about him that you know people could relate to him people enjoyed his presence you know and he was a really smart guy people like to surround themselves some people (laughs) educated people you know people who know what's up Mm -hmm. um but so no one may think that uh that would cloud lincoln's judgment in a way oh sorry people would think that it could cloud lincoln's judgment for defending because he's friends with with his dad dad. yeah Yeah. so he might guess you could yeah see it that way though but also if they looked into lincoln's prior cases they could have touched like noticed that he was very non-biased with other other cases so i don't know yeah it's one of those but this helps Lincoln was also kind of close with Kraft, uh, sorry, Greek Crafton's family. So, oh, okay. He Greek Crafton himself actually was studying to be a lawyer and did some clerking for the office of Lincoln and Herndon. Oh, so, so he kno- knew he him. knew both of them. He, hmm. So, if anything, you know, he he was a decent defense because. His friend, you know, someone he was he knew and he was close to is the one who passed away. Right. On the other hand, he's defending his other friend. Interesting. You know? Yeah. It, very intriguing spot to be in. You know, I'm sure those who also are from a small town, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Um, Springfield isn't super small. Back then it was smaller than it is today. Um, but, you know, you think a lot of people knew each other and had relationships and that is the case today in small towns too Hmm. that's why i live in a big town no i'm just kidding (laughs) love the small town waltz um so the judge in the case um was i'm sorry i had jumped a gun uh no you're good oh okay no that's logan i mistyped full disclosure i did this one kind of quickly so I mistyped. <laughs> you good. Um, but so the um, oh what I what I'm gonna talk about is uh, Stephen Trigg Logan uh, Judge. He actually was a rel- well respected lawyer, and he had brought Lincoln to be his law partner in 1841. Um, so a little bit prior to this, about 15 years or so, and he it provided a tremendous boost to Lincoln's career. So it's kind of interesting, you know, they worked together before and, you know, he, so it's like they're kind of reconvening for a, a good trial. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, the reason for um, his selection as Lincoln for his partner was his ability to bond with all people, like I was saying previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so this is him quote lincoln seemed to put himself at once on an equality with everyone never of course while they were outrageous never while they were drunk 
or noisy or anything of the kind, unquote. So, you know, there he's saying Lincoln saw everyone as equal. Mm -hmm. And he, if you were being rambunctious, out of control, okay, no. He didn't want part of that. But he did, you know, want everyone to be equal and yeah. treated people as such. Good. And I thought that was a really nice quote about him. That's probably what made him such a good lawyer, though, yeah. too, you know. Mm -hmm. He's not better than anybody. He's mm -hmm. just doing his job. Yeah. And you see that people who think like that, definitely do their jobs well oh They're yeah like definitely. this is my job this is what i'm here to do this is what i'm supposed to do i'm taking care of you yeah. right? i'm you know this service i'm doing for you because that's what i'm i'm here to do right especially if he thought of this as like a more of a hobby kind of thing yeah. like he did this in his leisure time getting his taking the test and whatever mm -hmm. like why he has it doesn't benefit him to be one-sided or right. the other so mm -hmm. That's this very is just true. just something he likes to do, and he's yeah. going to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Agreed. Cool. <laughs> so after three years, they dissolved the partnership, him and Logan, um, because Logan wanted to work with his son. Totally understandable. Yeah. And at that point, Lincoln was established enough for him to have his own firm. Uh, Lincoln would have Logan actually ride along and be there for the dedication of Gettysburg later in his presidency. Mm -hmm. And he would say of Logan that he was, quote, one of my most distinguished and most highly valued friends, end quote. So it's kind of nice so to hear. Sweet. Yeah, they, they you know, they kind of maybe have a bromance. Aww. They love each other. <laughs> they think, you know, very highly of one another oh, and definitely. just definitely respect each other. And, you know... Few lawyers in the area were more respected than Logan and Lincoln. And we'll go back to Hit. You know, remember him, the scribe. We talked about him. He uh, was definitely someone who was a pioneer in the field of uh, court reportings. Mm -hmm. um, he knew. And Quinn Harrison, uh, sorry, Peachy Harrison could not have had better representation. And Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. He knew what? Oh, that... he, he knew that Lincoln and Logan were just very well respected oh, okay. and gotcha. they were lawyers to kind of keep tabs on in a good way. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, so now we're going to kind of enter into the trial, um, and kind of, you know, go from there. Um, we'll take a quick break and then we'll fill you all in. All right, crew, we're back. So... Nico was just telling us a lot about Logan and Lincoln and their history together being friends. They worked together for a bit and separated for a few years because Logan wanted to do the job with his son. Mm -hmm. So now they are reunited with the Peachy case. Uh, Logan as the judge, right? Logan is the representative with Lincoln. Logan he is, is a judge. Oh, he's just he's representing being a lawyer with Lincoln. Cool. Yes. So they pulled out really the big on the same guns. team today. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, let's get into the trial. Yeah. On August second, uh, my fiance's birthday. Aww. Happy birthday. Um, the coroner began his inquest into the facts um, to find the answer of. If this was a menial non-criminal death charge or a homicide. Okay. And, you know, 
nowadays the coroner holds a lot more weight than a, they did back then. Yeah. And uh, for the trial, they would have more than 75 witnesses that would be subpoenaed to testify. Um, so, yeah. Holy cow. That's, that's a, a lot. lot of people. <laughs> yes. And it's crazy to think of like, okay, 75 witnesses that saw mm -hmm. what happened and none of them intervened. Yeah, cared to like, stop what was going on. Yeah. So, or were they like outside and they saw the scuffle in a way or saw the remnants of a scuffle? Yeah. Eyewitness testimony is such an interesting thing. And we kind of dabbled in talking about this in yeah. the Bonnie and Clyde episode too of how like, you know, they relied on it so much, yes, but yes. at the same time, it's so unreliable. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, a car could drive down the street, five people see it, one person's going to say it's an SUV, one person's going to say it's a pickup truck, one person's going to say it's a sedan, yeah. somebody thought they saw someone on a bike, Right. and then, mm -hmm. oh yeah, the guy with the horse. No, there was no, no horse, horse on the street, you know? <laughs> Nobody so, owns a horse on this block. What right. are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> so... Uh, eyewitness testimony is just v unreliable, and right. I am glad that we have made such progress in evidence. Right. You know, yeah. and, and some of these people, this being like a smaller town, I guess, well, it's Springfield, so. It's, it's smallish. Smallish back then. Yeah. So maybe these people just wanted to be a part of it because yeah. they're bored. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so they were like, oh, something interesting going on. Let's see what happens. Yes, I did see that, sir. Yeah. I was walking by and I just looked into the window and right. happened to see. I saw ball. the man with the axe. Yeah. He had a knife. Right. right. Did I say axe? I meant knife. <laughs> right. I just need to buy myself an axe. <laughs> you know? Um, so from the register... Uh, the what hit transcribed. Okay. Lincoln stated, in the most debatable testimony, Mr. Cartwright testified that Crafton, on his deathbed, absolved Harrison from blame and blamed himself for the difficulty and its sad result. This was rebutted by Dr. Million, who stated that he had several conversations with Crafton on his dying bed relative to the difficulty, and that he did not absolve Harrison from Blake. He censored him. So that's kind of interesting to me, you know, that during the uh, witness testimonies and that Dr. Million says that, oh, yeah, you know, during, you know, he's the one that put the innards back in. Mm-hmm. He, and he's saying, no, during those three days, we had loads of time to talk, and he never once said that Harrison or Peachy, you know, is not to blame. He's on opposite the doctor saying he actually is kind of saying that he is at fault. Peachy is. Yeah. So it's very interesting, and that's where, you know... Te witness testimony is is such a tough thing because it's like okay doctor saying he didn't say anything to him but his own grandpa who's a reverend is saying yeah he you he know confessed like yeah he, he confessed that it was on him and peachy actually was doing no wrong interesting. um yeah and that's the biggest thing of this trial is just like well was it self-defense or was it not right and that's what you know, they're trying to get to the bottom of. Um, so 
Dr. J.L. Million, who had confronted Greek as much or comforted Greek as much as he could, he testified that, you know, he in all of this with his dying patient that he didn't absolve Peachy. And it's just so crazy to think about. Um, so Lincoln also goes on to say, quote, this was clearly a case of self-defense. Peachy Quinn had been attacked by the Crafton brothers and had been forced to fight back to save himself. One witness even testified that he had heard Crafton boasting that he had intended to throw down Harrison and stomp on his face, end quote. <sighs> yeah, so of those 75 witnesses, one says, yeah, he had the intention to stomp on his face. So interesting. I don't even... I guess I don't understand why... Well, hold on, let me back that up. So Greek told his grandfather, the reverend, that he pretty much confessed that Mm -hmm. it was his fault. Yeah. Why would the doctor now be saying, like, just because... I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe Greek didn't want to tell the doctor this. Yeah. Or, is it, or is the Reverend Grandpa making this up so there's no feud in the town? Or to, like, clear his grandson's name in a way, being like, he apologizes for doing this, like, it was his fault. Mm-hmm. Like, could the Grandpa be making that up? I don't that know. That is a very good point. That's And it is very true, like, you know, the Grandpa could be feeling guilty for his grandson. Right. And being like, hey... Let's just water under the bridge. Yeah. It was my grandson's fault. Peachy, you know, is a humble, nice guy. Let's, you know, do what we can to not keep this feud up. Yeah. Let's go about our business. But why would the doctor want to lie as well? You know, like both, we have a reverend and a doctor. Both people typically, stereotypically are, you know... Yeah, in high regard. Yeah. And as we all know, there are the exception to every rule. That's very true. We cover our bases. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what you know, why would either one want to lie? That's why it's so Yeah, it doesn't benefit them in any way. Yeah. So the only benefit would be the Reverend's good name, right? Mm -hmm. To cover it up. Mm -hmm. But why would the doctor have any input? You know, like, besides he took care of Greek with his situation. Yes. But, like, I, yeah, that is a very good point that you bring up. Okay. Got my mind twirling. Yeah, I know. Well, when you were talking about it, I was just like, why why would they say this stuff? (laughs) What is going on? Um, so the prosecution had the complete opposition opinion. Mm. They're arguing it is not self-defense, as we've kind of hinted at. Um, so the laws concerning self-defense had been mostly settled. A man had no legal right to stand his ground, but to save himself from imminent and serious bodily harm or death. Then and only then did he have the right to use deadly force, is what the law um, kind of was settled back then, which kind of still holds true today. Yeah. And, you know, you have 
you cannot do anything worse to someone than protect yourself. And protecting yourself is being on the defense. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like at what point was Peachy no longer on the defense? Which we hinted at in episode or the part one of this. If you would have listened, if you did not, (laughs) you better go back. Yeah. Now you're way too far in. Yeah, because we meant, well, I'll cover it a little bit. So we mentioned that he got his knife out, you know. Yeah, he sliced and diced him. Yeah. But then also John started throwing the chairs back at him. Yeah, right. Like maybe he was just like in that mindset of like. In a fury. Yeah, Yeah. you know, maybe he blacked out and was like, I need to get my way Mm -hmm. out of here and just didn't know exactly when to stop. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah, very. I know it's, it's so a little stressful, but know, it's, it's, it's great. What's my watch say? Oh, my heart rates up. No, I'm just <laughs> so the statutes had been loosely developed based on British common law, mm-hmm. mostly to protect white landowners, and like much criminal law, were subject to local interpretation. Mm-hmm. Harrison's defense team had to demonstrate he was in fear for his life, which, as a shorter statured man if two big brawly men came up to me and dragged me into a stock room yeah yeah i would be protecting myself yeah for you know to the end of my life it's you know it's in it it's fear of my life yeah and you don't know what these guys are planning on doing to you you know you don't know if they're just gonna take you back and be like hey we got ice cream dude you want to right yeah or like if they're gonna bring you back and literally beat you to death right and so per a witness they were ready to stomp his head. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, to him, that was life or death situation. Yeah, you they know? were two angry men that yes. had to take it out Start on poor Peachy. situations, I tell you. <laughs> In a case earlier that year, the Illinois Court of Appeals Judge Sidney Brees wrote that jurors, quote, could assume the responsibility of deciding each juror for himself him, quote unquote, herself, Mm -hmm. what the law is, end quote. Mainly, it had been interpreted that a man could use necessary force to protect himself. But that is per what the juror believes is protecting versus now being offensive, right? You know, and I think it's very interesting, um, and it's... There's no definite answer, right, of what is or isn't self-defense. Right. Who can who can draw the line between, you know, what is self-defense and what is, like, yeah. actually attacking somebody? I feel like it's kind of difficult. It but. is, yeah. And I think that's why we're still debating it today. Sure, yeah, know? absolutely. So neither side was arguing the fact that Quinn stabbed Greek, but was arguing why. Right? They both are like, yeah, mm-hmm. he stabbed him. Mm-hmm. It led to his death. Was it self-defense or was it homicide mm-hmm. is the main question. Okay. The argument for murder was the fact that Peachy had the hunting knife on him and didn't just pick up one on the counter. Which is something that you hear about in self-defense defenses. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, having the weapon prepared on you, it's, you know, Kinda, malicious it's... intent. Yeah. Versus, oh, here's a glass bottle. It's in my reach. These people are attacking me. Let me use whatever I have around. Okay. Which I kind of argue with. Like I said, I have a past as a stock boy. Mm -hmm. I grew up in 
Farmer City USA, Mm -hmm. not literal Farmer City, but more the stereotype Farmer City. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people just carry knives. Yeah. Right? You got to cut rope. You got to cut open boxes. You got to... Literally millions of things you can use with a knife. (laughs) You have to pull the weeds out of your garden once stuck. You have to cut it. Yeah. Who knows? Right. So... Or, or in our, like our family, you know, you yes. get a sliver in your right. finger, you get your pocket knife yes. out and you dig it out. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes. There are so many oh, reasons. Gosh. Yeah. So is it really that he had the knife on him for that reason? Probably not. Mm-mm. He probably just carried it. Right. And also, like you said, Peachy was working, you know, at the time. And, at the drugstore. Right. And, and Greek was just lying on the counter, yeah. waiting around mm-hmm. for whatever. John. John oh, was John lying. Oh, John was lying on Greek the counter. Came Greek came in with that. Greek came in. Okay, so. Yeah. But still, like, if he's at work. Yeah. mind his own business. You're right. So if he really wanted to kill somebody, I he guess. He could have got he John right got there. John, yeah, because John was part of the problem. That's a very good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just something, something I thought of. You know? That's why we're covering it. Exactly. To think about other things, <laughs> yeah. you know? Maybe they'll go back and bring it in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so it was implied that Peachy could have avoided the fight and not armed himself with a deadly weapon. Yeah. And let, I'll finish this and then we'll go back. Okay. In which the prosecution said he had prepared and committed murder. The defense then could argue he had reason to have it as he was by far the physically slighter of the men. So, he could have avoided the fight. He tried to. Right. He literally was holding and pulling on the countertop as these guys were trying to get him in the back room. Yep. So, right then and there, like, he did. He tried. Uh He tried to evade this fight. Um, So, it just is crazy to me that... You know, the prosecution would be like, yeah, he could have evaded the fight. He tried. Yeah. These two huge guys were coming at him and overpowered him literally because he is a smaller dude. Right. Uh, I know. Interesting. Yeah. Why didn't Lincoln say something? Right. Who, who knows? He should have Okay. Right. He probably did. He probably, he hopefully he did. <laughs> Lincoln's probably like me as a six foot tall man. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so many included Lincoln and Logan did not think that it would end at the initial pretrial hearings. There was far too much evidence and the feelings were far too raw. They thought the town would never heal without a full trial, all the evidence and all the witnesses being covered. Which is very true. Mm-hmm. You know, pre-trial, sometimes you're able to settle things. This is way too much to just have a short trial, you know, and then it would create kind of like the Skidmore effect, oh, you know, mm-hmm. then, where people have different parts of the story that was never really talked about, yeah. you know, and it, it is better to just cover everything in its entirety. And then, you know, yeah, we c- still have our opinions on it, but... All the facts are laid out. Yes. Um, It's interesting to think of trials during this time as jurors would just be court-martialed off the street to fill a juror box. So you could just be walking by with your morning coffee, you know, you're heading to the office. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, come on in here, be a juror. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, this was not the case for this trial. Oh. Being selected for the jury guaranteed a seat for the entire proceedings. You know, it's a small town. Everybody wants to be in on the info. Right. There's That's lots why of we people. have 70-some witnesses, yeah, probably. Exactly. <laughs> you know, people want to hear what's going on. People want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure there was a line around the corner for jury selection. Yeah. And in addition to that, they were paid $1.50 a day. I know. Big bucks. Oh, yeah. And just to to put this in perspective, remember, Lincoln paid twenty seven fifty for the trial um, copy. Transcript. Yeah, transcript. Uh-huh. So 27 divided by 150 is at what? I don't oh, even know. Like $23, $24 or something. Or 24 hours, I mean, I a day. 27 yeah, go ahead and calculate divided that. by what? 150. 18. 18, yeah. So 18 days worth of jury pay is how much Lincoln paid for a transcript. Wow. Right? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So just about everybody in Springfield knew both Peachy and Greek like we had discussed Uh earlier. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them had seen both of the young men grow up and already held an opinion about each of them. Okay. Both men had reputations across town and both were known to be fighters but and not cowardly so both of them would stand their grounds oh so and it's interesting to think that you know and they did scuffle they did fight so they both have a reputation to not back down yeah so it's almost like if peachy wouldn't have gotten the upper hand would this be vice versa because they're both fighters they're not going to back down either way somebody could have somebody Probably most would likely die. would have died either way hmm. Interesting. I don't know, just something no, to that's think a about good point. you know mm-hmm. yeah so the coroner's inquest came a few weeks before the sangamon circuit grand jury would officially determine if charges were to be lodged against harrison this was but a formality lincoln knew the grand jury would indict and Peachy Quinn Harrison's trial would begin within days after that. Um, you know, as we discussed, it was a lengthy trial. Yeah. There's lots of people witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, on September 5th, 1859, the Illinois State Register newspaper reported, quote, The trial of P.Q. Harrison for the killing of grief, grief, <laughs> Greek Crafton, terminated on Saturday in his acquittal. The whole day was occupied by counsel in the argument of the case and great legal ability was evidenced on either side. The argument closed about four o'clock and the jury retired. At six, they returned a verdict of not guilty. The courtroom was densely crowded to hear the verdict, which was received with loud manifestations of applause, end quote. It's so interesting. Yeah. You know, not guilty. Yeah. It's, and it only took them a couple hours to yeah, come, to come back with, with the verdict. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah, that's pretty. It's, I feel like that's a fast time. I don't know. I think Is so. It? Okay. I don't, I don't know that much about trials, either. but... I would assume that's pretty quick. Yeah. Anything less than like a half a day, I would think is... And for like a 
a possible murder yeah. case. Mm-hmm. I feel There's, like that's kind of fast. With so much evidence and so much witness testimony to go over, right. that is pretty quick. That's true. You know? Cool. Yeah, it's very interesting. So not guilty. Not guilty, which from the beginning, that's what I would have said yeah. as well. It, that it would be my verdict. Yeah. You know, PG wasn't necessarily looking for a fight. He just ended it. Yeah, I you guess. Know? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's crazy. Really cool. Crazy to think about. And it's interesting, you know, it says here that there was a loud manifestation of applause. Right. You know, so, is... yeah, there's people on either sides who are hearing this story and, you know, they're... Yeah. Maybe some of them were pro-Greek, mm-hmm. and maybe they, you know, during the course of the trial, after hearing all the witness testimony, kind of were like, oh, man, Peachy actually just was... Slaughtered this guy. Yeah. Or he was acting in self-defense. Oh, yeah, Or, right. you know, people probably were taking this all in and just like, oh, man, what do we do? But since a lot of them knew Peachy, knew he was an all right guy, mm-hmm. they were excited that, you know, he he was not guilty. Yeah, he, true. He was all right Like today. you said before, Peachy is his name. You know, he's a Peachy yeah, guy. he's so. a Peachy guy. Yeah, yeah. Although it said, too, that he has gotten into some... A little, little fight. Yeah. yeah. He just so, had to hold his own. Right. Yeah. And he's a smaller guy. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people looked for fights with him. Yeah, probably. You know. Yeah. But I did have a teacher in high school who was six foot, maybe. And mm-hmm. he goes, you know, it's the little guys you got to worry about. They're the ones that'll do something about it. Yeah. This holds true here. Yeah. It definitely does. Right on. Well, that was such an interesting case. Yeah, and if you guys, our listeners, our crew here, if you guys have your own thoughts about whether or not you think Peachy should have been found guilty or not guilty, we want to know. Because before it has mentioned that, you know, why did he have his knife on him? You know, it could have been premeditated. Mm -hmm. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah. We're curious. Yeah, and what... (laughs) couch detectives out there did we miss something and you're like wait but there's this statue or yeah what, what do you know that we don't that you can educate us yes. we would love to hear from you guys on facebook on instagram mm-hmm. speaking of instagram yes i made a po- uh, post last week and i appreciate all those who participated uh-huh. i kind of did a are you ready if someone attacks okay and or are you scared yeah. and uh you know, it was a, yeah, let me run and hide, or no, I'm ready for the attack. Mm-hmm. A lot of you said you were ready for the attack. <laughs> so we have some definitely brave crew members. Yeah. Or you were just too afraid to say you were afraid. Yeah. If so, it's okay. We're here with you. Yeah. Well, but, we'll help guide you through these times. It's yes, okay. yes. But, you know, sh- share all of us, all of our social media, our episodes, share it with your friends, your family, those who you know who love true crime. Yeah. I did put a QR code yeah. out there um, on our social media so, you know, you could save it to your phone and then or screenshot it and, okay. you know, share it with your friends and people you know who love true crime and, and other stories because we might dabble in less true and more just crime. But yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. Let us know. Let yeah. us know if you like this Lincoln series. Yeah, because there will be an, another. another. Yes. And then, 
possibly another after that. Yeah, if, yeah. If, we're if gonna, you guys like it and if we're feeling it, yeah, we we're could gonna do, we cover could do that. one other trial for sure of Lincoln, uh -huh. and then possibly um, a third trial of Lincoln. Um, kind of do you know the little Lincoln series yeah, as like we're it. calling it. I've always been a very big fan of Lincoln, so. It's not far-fetched fletch to think that I'm, you know, ready to research. <laughs> <laughs> right, true. Yeah. But on that note, um, we will catch you all next week. And thanks, thanks for, for your time. time.